Assalamu alaikum. Today it is the year second of February two thousand and twenty two, and it is a Wednesday. And in our series reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number. And these days we are uh, considering the meaning of the words of chapter 2 verse 98 Al-Baqarah and this is our second broadcast in that uh, series. Just to remind you that uh, the Lahore Amdiya community was created by Hazrat Mirza Ulam Ayman and uh, his teaching was that although people say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad another Prophet will come, this is incorrect because the Holy Quran calls him Khatmun Nabiyyin and the Holy Prophet Muhammad wasallam uh, said that this means La Nabi Abadi, there is no Prophet after And uh, the Holy Prophet also said that uh, when there is a need, God will raise reformers, Mujaddadeen, in this Ummah, who will guide it through divine guidance. Now, naturally, this will lead to differences of opinion. And as Mr. Ghulam Ahmed pointed out, that although people are very keen to start calling each other kafir and heretic and out of pale of Islam and what have you, the Holy Prophet Muhammad had said that if one reciter of the kalima says to another reciter of the kalima, you are a kafir, you are not a Muslim, then the caller is the person to which this applies. So we should be, we should avoid saying to people, you're heretics, you're kafirs, you're this, you're that, and so on. <clears throat> also pointed out that uh, all the people say that uh, some prophetic revelation 
has been missed out from the Holy Quran. This is completely wrong. God has said that he revealed the Holy Quran and he is going to protect it. So that means no prophetic revelation has been missed. People also say that uh, parts of the Quran have been cancelled or abrogated. Mr. Ghulam Ahmed said that this is completely untrue. No part of the Holy Quran was, is or ever shall be abrogated. And most of all, Jihad is a duty of every Muslim. But we have to take the definition of Jihad as given by the Holy Prophet Muhammad who, when returning from fighting, said that Muslims were returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad. And he then went on to explain that the major jihad is jihad bin nafs or a struggle within your own soul to do the right thing. It is true that if uh, the need arises, for a physical confrontation, then Muslims are required to undertake that as well. So, with that, let us go to today's topic. Whoever is an enemy to Allah and his angels and his messengers and Gabriel and Michael, then surely Allah is an enemy to such disbelievers. So today we are going to look at the word Allah. And uh, <clears throat> I will also explain the uh, point of view of our organization regarding this. Now, generally, it is said that the triliteral root of the word Allah is Hamza, Lam, Ha. And uh, it occurs in the Holy Quran 
2,851 times. And uh, three words based on this trilateral root appear in the Holy Quran that many times. Now, 2,699 times we have the word Allah. This is for the sake of argument accepting that it is correct that Allah has the root Hamza Lam Ha. A hundred and forty-seven times it uh, occurs as the word Illa and five times as Allahumma. <clears throat> so let us have a look. Now you see Generally, what is said is that this root in the form illa, ilaihi, etc. means to panic and look for safety and security. And uh, it also means Aliha also means astonishment and Alaha means to give someone sanctuary or security. So Aliha Bilmakan, it means that day you took residence somewhere in safety and security. So that means that Ilahan means that uh, there is a being, there is a, an organization, a body that gives you protection from all dangers. And you can turn to it and ask for help, you can pray to it. To remove those difficulties. It's like you know you're going down the uh, the town center and the sun is out, etc. And you haven't taken your umbrella, and suddenly um, thick clouds, black clouds, come over. And rain begins to fall. So you panic in a way. I haven't got an umbrella. I'm get, going to get soaked to the skin. So you seek sanctuary. You run into a shop. You run into a restaurant. You may not have wanted to. But you go into the restaurant. You sit down and buy, your cup, and buy yourself a cup of tea. And you wait for the rain to pass. 
So if you have a being that you can turn to to remove all dangers and so on, of course you will regard that being as, you know, with awe. You will say, you know, um, how great is that thing that whatever the danger, whatever the problem, I can turn to it and I can ask it and it will remove that difficulty for me. And, and you have in, in even in ordinary language, we have an expression, you know, oh, uh, I don't know, recession came and uh, people lost their job, but XYZ was okay and people say, well, you know, what can harm him? He's a big man. He, you know, his, his financial resources, whatever, are such that he is above being impacted by the by the economic circumstances that normally that normally would make it difficult for people to survive. So some people say that uh, this word is signifies la han, which means that uh, someone who's hidden, someone who's so high that you cannot see him. And some people say that it means uh, Allah means that he became his slave. So all of these meanings we have on the one hand one being that has all the power and might and, and, and control and so on and on the other part you have someone who is sort of beholding to him. So, Ilahin that means that um, the being whose authority has to be accepted, whose law has to be obeyed. Iyaka Nabudu. So, <clears throat> and that is that, you know, we become subjects of this glorious being. And that was the debate at one stage between the Pharaoh and uh, Hazrat Moses, uh, Hazrat Musa. Because Moses was saying, this is mentioned in chapter 60, uh, sorry, chapter 36, verse 29 of the Holy Quran, that uh, Pharaoh was saying, well, you know, if you subject yourself 
to anyone as the Lord and Master other than me, then you're going to have a problem. I'm going to punish you. I'm the Lord and Master. I have all the power. So here, Ilahan means someone who has the power, who has control. And we have, uh, of course, uh, in chapter 43, verse 84, وَهُوَ فِي السَّمَاءِ إِلَاهًا وَفِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَاهًا He it is, who is in the heavens and on the earth. Which means that uh, he is the master, he sets the rules for everything, whatever it might be. Social rules, economic rules, scientific rules, he set them all and they all have to be obeyed. Otherwise, people will be, humanity will be in trouble. Now, at the time, in the olden times, people would consider anything that gave them prosperity or food or whatever to be God. Now they knew that uh, uh, the sun comes out and provides warmth and light and they saw that um, trees and um, crops and fruit and vegetable and so on. It all grew when it had light and it had warmth. So they believed that the sun and the god etc, that sun and the, the moon etc were gods. And then anything that had something in similar to them they would think that it is God and would say illa. Now we come to the point of view that was put forward by Hazrat Maulana Abdul Haq Vidyarthi who objected to this reasoning. Now what he said was that um, this, this puts Muslims in difficulty because non-Muslims say that Illa is any God and the Quraysh had many Gods and you stuck an Ali in front of it and said the God. So they say Islam doesn't reject other Gods, it just says the God is mightier than all the others. And Hazrat Maulana Abdul Haq Vidyarthi, who did a lot of research on the name of God, and in fact he, he wrote a book where he started was the name of God. 
in which he discussed uh, the names of God in all different religions from their original languages and so on. And to refute this argument that I have just uh, related to you from various dictionaries and so on, he said this. He said we have to look at the rules of Arabic grammar. Okay, so he said Arabic letters are divided into two and they're called Harufa Shamsi and Harufa Tamari. Literally, Harufa Shamsi, the sun letters, and Harufa Tamari, the moon letters. So, why? The word for the sun is Shams, that, and the first letter is Sheen. Now, if you add an Al in front of that Shams, when you read it, you don't say Al Shams, you say Ash Shams. You drop the La and assimilate the Hamza with Sheen. So, for all the letters where this happens, you call them Sun letters. For example, if something begins with uh, Pa and you stick an Al in front of it, you won't say Al-Tariq, you will say Al-Tariq. Okay. Now, you have the word Qamar in English, Moon. If you stick a Hamza, now if you stick an Al in front of Qamar, you won't drop the lam, but you will pronounce al in the foot. You will say al-ghamar. Okay. So, and all the letters which follow this rule, they are called moon letters. So, we have ba, if you stick an al in front of it, it will pronounce al in the foot. Now, hamza or in Urdu, alif, hamza, the first letter of Allah, is a moon letter. First letter of Allah, Allah is a moon letter. Now, if you add an Al in front of it, Hamza is a moon letter. That means you have to pronounce the whole thing fully. You have to say Al-Illa. But we don't say Al-Illa. We say Allah. In a way like Harufa Kamari. 
So that shows that Allah is a combined word in itself. It doesn't have a root. Hamza, Lamha. And it's not Allah. Allah itself is a combined word. So he proved that it was wrong to say Illa and Al Illa when talking about Allah. Allah is the proper personal name of God. So you have two types of names. You can recognize people in two ways. If you're talking about Indian leaders at the time of independence of India and Pakistan, you could say, you know, uh, a slim, a thin leader. There were many that were thin. Then you might say, okay, um, a leader who was quite tall or very tall. Now you've given another characteristic because many things fulfilled the first characteristic. And then um, uh, you could go further, you know, you could say things like uh, he adopted wearing a hat like the hat I'm wearing. Okay, so we are now getting further uh, towards uh, uh, fully describing this person. But the point is this, that you may not actually succeed in fully defining this person using his attributes or adjectives that apply to him. I mean, just think, of, uh, you know, when the police call in a victim and they line up a number of people in front of them and say, okay, can you recognize who this person was? Now, this victim doesn't know the name of the person who mugged him or Pick name up or whatever. But when police asked, how tall is this person? They said, five foot nine. What color hair does he have? I don't know, brown. And then, you know, how much did he weigh? How was he built? Was he heavy? Was he fat? Was he medium built? Was he slim? And so on. And even with all the description, sometimes people pick the wrong person in this identity parade. But if they'd known the name of this person, Joe Bloggs, they would have said, yeah, yeah, I know that person, he's Joe Bloggs. And there would have been little doubt in getting the correct person. So Allah is God's personal 
name. As soon as we say Allah, we know who we are talking about. All the other so-called names are his attributes. You know, we say Bismillah, Rahmanir Rahim. He is Rahman. He is Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alami. He is the Rabb of the whole universe. Malike Yomiti. He is the master of the day of judgment, recompense. So all these, he is Jabbar, he is Kahar, he is Ghaffar. All these adjectives apply to him. But they could apply to other people. And what about a mother? You say God, Rahman and Rahim, gives everyone, the whole humanity, things, whether they des- good things, whether, de- whether they deserve them or not. Well, a mother does the same thing with a child. A child doesn't do something that means that the child deserves mother's milk. Whatever the child does, he gets fed. So, you know, that quality. And sometimes there are sayings of the Holy Prophet that, you know, God holds you, God loves you more than your mother and your father and, and, and so on. So this was as I said, the argument by Hazrat Maulana Abdul Haq with the Arthira who said that uh, Allah is not a illa. It does not have a root. It is a proper noun. It is the personal name of God. It is not the God. It is the personal name of God. So, and we should, we should use that proper name. And with that, I take my leave of you with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.